This is Pastor Ray Martinez of Church House of Praise of North Miami Beach, Florida. It is my pleasure today to present to you a seminar on the Tabernacle of Moses and the Eternal Purpose of God. Our guest speaker, Leo Fenton, teacher of the Bible, very well versed in the scriptures, a revelation of the scriptures, an understanding that I believe would have a tremendous impartation in your life. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to open up the Word of God and share what God has revealed from time to time throughout all church history. The Tabernacle of Moses has been something of an enigma to me for many, many years because there's no end to it. If you, if you study one part of it, it opens up something in another part. I started studying the Tabernacle of Moses in 1970. And at first, I understood very, very little. I read several books, but they didn't help much. They were historical. And then as I began to search and search and make notes and notes, and I filled out, I can't tell you how many little notebooks of little things that I'd seen. I have a, a cabinet full of little notebooks about the tabernacle and about the feasts and things like that. But the Old Testament has always been something of special interest to me. I've seen how much of the Old Testament is used in the New Testament. Someone said that about a third of the New Testament is repeating things that were said in the Old Testament. So I was aware that the revelations from the Old Testament was necessary to understand the New Testament. And so I began about 27 years ago studying. And really the first meeting that I preached in a Spanish church was on the Tabernacle of Moses. And it was one of those occasions where I had gone with another minister to a church in Boston. And I just went along as a guest just to listen. I'd never been to a Spanish church before. And I preached the first night, but then this minister got called away. And so he left me in Boston to do a five-meeting seminar and three morning meetings. So I did eight meetings. And I had the Tabernacle of Moses with me. And as I began to preach on the Tabernacle of Moses, God did something in my heart. And it seems like every time I preach, I get a little bit more, a little bit opens up. And so this has been um, nearly a lifetime search for me to dig out the revelations of the tabernacle. And I see now that every doctrine in the New Testament can be preached from the tabernacle of Moses. And so it's been a, a source of strength for me, but it's been a source of ministry. And I've shared the tabernacle of Moses in many, many countries, many Spanish countries. But in Australia, New Guinea, in Singapore, in Sri Lanka, I carried the tabernacle with me. 
and most of the country, most of the states, I have gone sometime or other and shared something about the tabernacle. <clears throat> so the tabernacle, to me, has been the basis, the foundation of my ministry. Now, how would you uh, apply the eternal purpose of God to the tabernacle of Moses? The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come to the Father except through him. And I believe that the tabernacle of Moses, with its outer court and all the different experiences in the outer court, there's actually seven foundational experiences in the outer court, that they're all foundational in order to fulfill the purpose of God. And then we see the three pieces of furniture in the holy place, and in that we see the function of the church. But the real eternal purpose of God can only be seen in the Ark of the Covenant, which is a picture of the kingdom of God, which is a picture of the bride of Christ, which is a picture of the new Jerusalem in the Revelation 21. And what we saw in prophecy in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, we see in fulfillment in Revelation 21 and 22. So the, the eternal purpose of God, which he purposed before the foundation of the world, all comes to focus and to fruition, completion, in the New Jerusalem. And so the Tabernacle of Moses is a graphic example for us of the different experiences that God brings us through to lead us into his eternal purpose. Now, uh, why is it uh, that we don't... It's not seen as much in the body of Christ, the, in, the application of the, the tabernacle of Moses. I think the book of Hebrews has been underrated as a New Testament revelation. I know my wife and I were praying uh, in the, over New Year's of 1970, 7071. And the Lord spoke to us to read and understand and know the book of Hebrews. And we were in a group of about nine people. And we understood that God spoke. And, and he spoke to the group. But we took it to heart. And every night for a week, we read the book of Hebrews through in every translation we had, and I think we had about six at the time, or seven. But she would read it to me, and then I'd read it to her. And then we'd get another translation, she'd read it to me, and I'd read it to her. And we spent every night for a week doing that. And God did something in our heart, looking at the book of Hebrews as God's eternal purpose. And then something happened in, in, in Hebrews 12 where he speaks about that we have come to Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to myriads of angels, to the church of the firstborn who enrolled in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, and to the sprinkled blood, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. And something, something real began to happen in us. So we could see that that was where God had focused the book of Hebrews on that eternal city, Mount Zion. 
And so, as we went back to our meeting on the following week, we found that we were the only ones out of the nine that even read the book, read the book of Hebrews. <laughs> but from that time on, we understood that God required of us a full consecration to do his whole will. And during that, that uh, time over New Year's, she and I knelt beside the bed, we joined hands and we give herself to God to do his whole will. And from that time on, God led us differently. But I think the, the church has not emphasized the tabernacle of Moses simply because it's an Old Testament type. And many people think that the Old Testament is not relevant for us today. And so they, they treat the, the tabernacle of Moses' history rather than as revelation that is uh, essential for us today. For example, we can see the restoration of the church since the 1500s. And we can see that God has brought the, the church along exactly according to the pattern of the tabernacle. And now we're at the seventh outer court experience, which is the consecration offering. And if God restores the church in this next restoration, according to the pattern he's been doing for over 400 years, then I would think that the church is going to come to a confrontation with this consecration offering, or where the whole church will have to decide whether they want to do the whole will of God or not. But because of the uh, gospel that's been preached, people have stayed away from any commitment or any cost of the, of the gospel. But when you read what Jesus said, he wasn't hiding the cost. In Luke 14, he said, sit down and count the cost to see if you have enough to finish. So he fully explained what the cost was. <clears throat> no one can be my disciple, he said, who has not taken his cross daily and follow me. But I think the church has been reluctant to preach the full cost of the full gospel of the kingdom. And I think that's why some of the types and shadows that are so clear in the Old Testament, like the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, <clears throat> different verses say that that's a picture for us and that these things are written for, as an example for us. And I believe that in the next restoration, that many of the Old Testament types will come more and more to the forefront. And the church will see the value of what God did in writing down for us all these past experiences. The Bible speaks of many hidden mysteries in the Bible. There's a mystery of iniquity, the mystery of lawlessness. There's a mystery of sin. There's many mysteries in the Bible. But in Colossians, he said, or in Ephesians 3, he says that God purposed to reveal these mysteries through the church. And I think justification by faith was a mystery in the early 1500s. But he restored that truth through Martin Luther. I think water baptism was a mystery until the Anabaptists revealed that truth. 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit was certainly a mystery until God poured out his spirit in 1905. So these mysteries have been uncovered, revealed, little by little by little. And I really believe that this is the time for this next mystery to be revealed. And you just feel God helping you when you, when you share these things. I've been sharing these things now for about 23 years. And I haven't found an openness like we found recently. And you, you know we preach a lot on the kingdom of God, which is a picture of the most holy place. And now you hear many, many people preaching about the kingdom of God. I preach a lot from Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And now we're hearing so many people preaching from Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So I, I believe it's a time for a restoration, another restoration. Not just for a few people, but a restoration that covers the church and, and uh, works in every denomination. I believe that if, if these teachings are applied, they can be very instrumental to the life of a believer. What I see is the challenge that the believer is confronted with. The problem is the church is focused on the first two experiences that we see revealed in the tabernacle. And they put so much emphasis on evangelism or winning new souls uh, into salvation or through forgiveness of sins, being justified or forgiven. The problem has been that the next experiences has been more or less, maybe not ignored, but they haven't been a main focus of the church. We heard yesterday, I think it was, of a man who had been preaching for many years, has never been baptized. And we wonder, how could this be? You know, that because these things are so clear in the Bible. But still people haven't put emphasis upon those things. And even the tremendous outpouring of the Spirit that we experienced from 1968 to 1985 in the Charismatic Movement, there are still multitudes who really see very little value in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So the church hasn't focused upon the, the ongoing experience as much as they had the beginning experience. And I think the reason for that is that as soon as man's need is met, people are satisfied. Man has a tremendous need to be restored in the fellowship with God. He has a tremendous need to be saved from hell, to be born again. But whenever his need is met, then he feels like now there's no more crisis. And so the church has preached the salvation as a crisis experience rather than as an ongoing experience. And salvation is something that begins and develops and progresses until it comes to the final salvation. But because the focus has been put upon the primary salvation rather than the final salvation, the church has stopped in its progression. Well, let us go into the conference now, and uh, I hope and pray that uh, each individual that gets his hand on these tapes and uh, 
that they would truly uh, look at, uh, at the work that Christ does in them and that only through the work and the blood of Jesus Christ uh, can they do it. If the church saw that the church had to go on to perfection in order to fulfill the purpose of God and bring joy to God's heart, I think the church would turn. I think the church would, would fulfill the purpose of God. I believe there are, the church is mature enough that it can see the need of God, what his purpose was before the foundation of the world. He had, he had a desire in his heart that needs to be fulfilled. And I believe that if the, if the gospel is presented to the church that way, now God has met your need, now you need to meet God's need, that I believe the church will receive the message. And I think we'll see a revival of people, not just coming into the primary experiences, but a revival of people who want to do the will of God and bring joy to God's heart.